0: and I'm Dave Freund and this is The Next Page. Marissa how are you today?
1: I am great. How are you?
0: I'm terrific. Wow. I'm back.
1: You're back.
0: My energy level is back. My mm-hmm. pain levels are reduced significantly so I'm in I'm in a good place. Good. But but I am talking about one of my pet peeves
2: mm-hmm.
0: today so and you probably weren't surprised when you saw it. So I was um so let me the title for today's post and today's podcast is Build to Brand. And it's, it's, it is a spin off the one that we talked about a couple weeks back when I said, you know, don't, don't work on branding, work on building up your organization, work on knowing what you want to be known for. And, mm-hmm. and so I started a new book. I'm listening to a new book that I actually, I loved it so much. I ordered the hard copy, but the hard copy is like two weeks away. Mm-hmm. And it is titled Three Days in Moscow. By Brett Baer. and and the way Brett Baer does his, I love his history books because he, he he calls them three days, um, and what he does is he picks a point in history of something that occurred, and it's typically like a three day span, but then he goes way back to the beginning of the of the the characters in the history to lead up to that last part, which is the three days, and so the three days in Moscow is about Ronald Reagan's final visit to the Soviet Union just before his presidency ends, and he's going to address a group of students in Moscow, at some Moscow university, on what it means to be, what, what freedom is all about. So then the way he starts it then is, so now all of a sudden, okay, you've got to go back to the beginning of, of Ronald Reagan's birth. And it's just, I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to what President Reagan's life was like. Um, and I've read other books about Reagan written by other folks, but, but Brett Bear just has this unique way of highlighting um, the character mm-hmm. of the people. And, and it just got me thinking about this build to brand. And, and there's a lot of people that want to be seen as leaders. There's a lot of people that work on crafting their image that, you know, they're, the, to make sure that the pictures that are shown are just right they they've got people that will spin things to to highlight their strengths and 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 we never seem to address the the issues that might be lying underneath and 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 so i'm and, and I people have heard me say on the on the podcast and I say it in a bunch of my classes i'm leadership sad mm-hmm. I, I look over the world and I don't see leaders. I see a lot of people that create chaos and try to capitalize on, it. but that's not leadership if you think about leadership is is when people are pulled together, are drawn together, and they, they, re, they unite behind someone that's, that's, that helps take them or their organization or their country, ever to a better place. Mm-hmm. And, and so I start, well, so what does it mean? How do you do that? So what, what would be the cornerstones, the key characteristics, The. and I guess they're not attributes if it's a person, but what, is it, what makes up a good leader? And if, and the point is that if you really are a good leader, your brand will develop
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and people will follow you even if they disagree with you. There's, there's, and I've, and I heard this just recently, um, in in a, in another book and I'll, and I'll share it because it came up again in this one that just to tell you what it was like when Reagan was in the white house. So Reagan, after being in the white house, very short period of time, Of course, he's shot. There's the assassination attempt. And he's in the hospital. And you would think that his number one enemy, and I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast, his number one opponent, not enemy, but his opponent politically would have been Tip O'Neill, who was the Speaker of the House, a liberal Democrat from Boston, and the president is a conservative from California. President's in the hospital. Tip O'Neill, so uh, one other, there was a senator, Senator Strom Thurmond, somehow got past security to get in, and and the the staff was not happy. But the person that they would let in was Tip O'Neill. Tip O'Neill got into the president's uh, hospital room, dropped to his knees, and prayed.
2: Hmm.
0: That tells us where we were, Mm -hmm. you know, 40 years ago. When we really had some leaders, they, were they passionate about their convictions? Absolutely. Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan sparred for eight. I don't know if Tip was there for all eight, but they sparred and they, but yet they, it was never personal. Mm-hmm. Their politics didn't become personal because they were men of character and they valued people and they valued the country. So to jump into, so to get people an idea, that's why I was thinking about these things. The number one foundation, if you're going to be a leader's character. It's what you do when nobody's looking. Right. It's who you are when nobody's going to tell. You know, it's like, how do you treat people that can't help you? Mm-hmm. They can't advance your agenda. What phone calls are you going to take from people that just, they can't do anything? For you? And one of the things, too, that I found out was, so, you know, Ronald Reagan is a B-rate actor. Not a great actor. <laughs> he might have been funny. I don't even, I don't know if he was funny. You know, I don't remember Reagan movie, okay? <laughs> um, he, it was before my time. But he was the host of, I think GE had like a Sunday night movie night or something, and he was the host. So he decided he was going to visit every single General Electric plant and talk to people to find out what was important
2: mm-hmm.
0: as part of his job. So character, it was just there. Kindness. Leaders touch the heart before they ask for a hand. You know, are you kind? Are you caring? Do you, do you um, think the best in people versus looking for a reason to dislike?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Integrity? You know, I guess that's a little bit like, like character, but I think it's, it, you know, when you speak, do people just take what you say and can they believe it? And do you say things in a way that confirms your accuracy? rather than spinning things or having others spin things so that you can look better. I, the fourth one I put in my post today was competence. If you can't do it, please sit down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we, we don't need incompetent people trying to lead people. And, and, and people, you know, those folks that have listened anytime any time at all know that my point is you have to be growing every day. So you have to be getting better every single day mm-hmm. or you're no longer competent. So those were the four that I picked up on in my post today cuz that's supposed to be like 3 to 500 words. So what was your thought when you said, "So how many more do you have?" And I told you 10.
1: That was a longer list than I expected.
0: You're like, "Whoa, this is a 25-minute <laughs> podcast. We don't have time for those."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what happened was, Mrs. I was is I was sitting here thinking about it over the last few days. I just started thinking to myself, what would I consider to be keys to great leadership? Mm-hmm. So I came up with consistency. You know, it's, and maybe consistency also can be like slash predictability. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to wonder what the leader's going to be like. Right. It's just different with a great leader. You know when you, and, and I have to say that through my years of managing people, there were a lot of years when I was not consistent, where I was not predictable, when my emotions got the best of me. And I think people might have been passing the word in the in the plant. What's Dave like today? Can we go talk to him today? Mm-hmm. It just makes people uneasy. If you don't know that you can go into your boss and have a conversation, you won't go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's really off. Uh, the next note that I put here was they produce results. They get things done. Yep. And there's nothing worse than people that I, you know, and I've I know some some folks that, you know, and I'm I I try to help as much as I can, but they never ever seem to move the agenda mm-hmm.
2: forward. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, their 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 organizations, their sales are their sales are stagnant. They never grow. Yet they come up with plan after plan after plan. Well, guess what? If you're if you're not growing, if your plan's not working, figure something out. Right. The next thing I put here was authenticity. Hmm. So when, when you think of the word authenticity, what comes?
1: I think of someone who is, you know, ha- knows their values and yep. remains true to them. I think it goes hand in hand with integrity. Yes. Um, I think it also goes hand in hand with that consistency, predictability piece because, yep. you know, if someone is is authentic, they're they're real and they're, yeah, you know they they're also probably vulnerable. They're they're not right. trying to paint this picture of perfection. It's yes, the opposite, it, really. <laughs>
0: exactly. They're 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 just they're real. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and it was interesting in this book. Um, and the reason why I wanted to get the hard copy quicker was because I wish I could quote the lines. I would have underlined it, but I can't get them. Mm-hmm. Um But when when Ronald Reagan was asked to run for the, for the governorship in California, and he said no, it took like six months for people to convince him to do it. And all of a sudden, the politicians like Nixon were like, well, wait, what's he like? Mm-hmm you know, who's the, what's the real Reagan? And when people started looking at it, they said, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. That is the real Reagan. There is, no, there is no political persona. Yeah, but he's an actor. He's used to wearing makeup. He's used to having his hair colored. And the answer to that was, <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't use makeup.
2: Mm-hmm. He
0: didn't dye his hair. His red cheeks were part of his Irish complexion, if you want to call it that. He'd say, I'm just a good Irishman. You know, um, he had he had that ruddy appearance and, and the, 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 the dark brown kind of wavy hair. And it was who he was. So the beauty of that, the beauty of that was, and he said, if you are who you are, you never have to worry about what you've said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, that, that's kind of I got the authenticity one from that. Um, I also put here, you have to be a person of purpose. hmm There has to be a reason why you're doing what you're doing. Right. And it can't be self-serving. It can't be to get you somewhere. So if you want to have a leadership brand that people can buy into, they have to believe that your leadership brand is about them. And your purpose is to help them get where they need to go.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And when you do that, all of a sudden you start getting where, you go, where right. you go. Um the next one here was have an abundance mindset.
1: Oh yes, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, and I you know, I was surprised it took me that long to get to that one. But you know, an abundance mindset if, if you have a scarcity mindset, you don't ever give anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't share you're always worried you're gonna run out. No. Always believe that there's more and that the more so for instance somebody would say like in what I do in my in my training and my coaching people would say well you you don't want to get a whole bunch of people doing what you do because you'll run out of work and I'm like no if I can get more people to do what I do more people will understand the power of what I do
2: mhm
0: and and I you know I have limited capacity
2: mm-hmm.
0: and if my purpose is to change people's mindsets of what leadership is all about the more people preaching the gospel of leadership so to speak Right. The better off I am. Right. Um, you know, can you share? You know, would I would I be willing to share contacts with people? Absolutely, I would share my contacts with people. If I can, You know, you may be able to help somebody in a way I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, the next one is kind of maybe a little bit hard to to define, but I just put discerning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, discernment. You know, I think this a person who's discerning can can see through things. Mm-hmm. They see fakes, and they say, "Yeah, no, that person's not worth. What they're saying is not valid. It's not valid. That they're, what they're selling isn't worth it."
1: I I think also being discerning, you you're able to kind of focus every focus on what's important, right? You you yes. have an idea of your values and of your vision and as opportunities arise you're able to discern like yes this is this is in line with what what i want to do or what the vision is and in line with my values or no this isn't or no not right now yeah um i think sometimes we're quick to say like oh they're picky or they're right. fussy, and I know this because I've been described this way. <laughs> and my answer is always, "No, I'm discerning."
0: Oh, I love that.
1: And I think also, when you're discerning, you're it's easier to make decisions. Yes, you're you're more definitive instead of right. mm, I don't know, I don't, know. I'm not sure. If you're like, yeah, this fits with my goals and this fits with my values, so yes. I want to pursue this further, or yep. no, this isn't this isn't who I am. I can't be authentic and do this at the yeah. same time. So, so no.
0: Love that 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 explanation is so much better than mine. <laughs> I'm so glad you helped me. With I that. just
1: have a lot of experience.
0: <laughs> you knew you knew what I meant. Yes. And you knew how to say it better than me. And and the other thing that helps a person to be discerning is when they understand their why. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we, I remember. Years ago, when we did my episode on, on um, you know, finding my why, that might have been when you were on maternity leave, right? Mm. Or what? No,
1: I no, I think I recorded that with you. You were
0: part of it, okay? Yeah, but but one of the things that I realized was to have a good why statement. There's always a qualifier mm-hmm. in it, and you know, so my why statement is to enable people to live a life with purpose, but the qualifier is and together be a force for good. Mm-hmm. So if when I'm working with someone and I don't get the sense that they are going to use this for something that I feel is 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 adding value to people, that becomes one of the questions. So do I work with them? And the answer just might be no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I I was doing a teaching this morning, and and part of it was on it was part of supervisory leadership, and it was on um, coaching and mentoring for employee development. And I and as I was teaching it. I was really thinking about coaching clients and what kind of coaching clients that, that I really want to take on. And for the first time, I started thinking about, I need to be a bit more selective. Everybody deserves to be coached, but may, but I may not be the right person to coach some of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and if I don't get a sense that they really want to grow and change, I don't think I can put the energy in it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was just, for me, that was kind of an awakening moment. And I'm so thankful because I've got some coaching clients that it's just so neat to see them grow. They come prepared. They eat up what I'm saying. When I'm done, they say, this was really great. Thank you so much. I'm like, don't thank me. You, you answered your own questions. Mm-hmm. I just pointed you down that path. But I'm going to be more discerning about who I work with just because I owe it to the people that I work with to give them 100%. Mm-hmm. And if they're not willing to put 100% in, I'll give my 100% to somebody else. Mhm. So that's discerning. Um be balanced. And my and so I put a, da- a dash here live on the center of the wheel. Mm. You know yep. we, what we talked about a couple weeks back. Yeah, man, don't If you want to be a leader that somebody's going to follow, you can't be reacting to every whim and breeze that blows through town. Mhm. People want somebody balanced. Does that mean you're not going you're going to have days when you're a mess? you know, let's face it. Every every leader is a hot mess from time to time. Yeah. But they can't be a hot mess continually. <laughs> um, great communicator, that was kind of a given. Uh being able to articulate their vision. I think that was one of Ronald Reagan's greatest gifts and it probably came from being in it. Mm-hmm. He was one of the greatest communicators around. And I learned something interesting too that in most of his speeches, the directive that he gave his spe- – well, actually, he rewrote most of his speech. Like, he was very, very active in his speech writing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not something like a State of the Union, which is typically a longer speech anyways, but he wanted them to keep them to around 23 minutes. Because hmm. he said, people get bored beyond. It. Yeah. <laughs> and we're at 19 minutes for our podcast. <laughs> um, a great listener –
1: Mm, That's a good
0: one. Yeah. You know, you can't, and, and that's a choice. Some people are real gifted listeners, but for the rest of us, we have to choose to do that. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, vision. Mm-hmm. If I don't, if I can't communicate where I think we can go, why would anybody want to follow me? Mm-hmm. And Reagan borrowed a phrase from... I don't it was this it was one of the first settlers coming from Europe in sixteen fifty something. And I forgot exactly what the phrase was. You know, it may have been the city on a hill or something like that, but I remember they said he borrowed that phrase. And that was his vision was that America and the American people, not the country, not the government, but the people were a shining city on a hill. Hmm. And that the solution to people's problems wasn't the government. It was the people. Mm -hmm. And that's how he could communicate that vision. And people bought into it wholesale. So don't try to craft your image. Be the image Mm -hmm. that you want to be. That's my point. I like that. Did I miss anything?
1: It's a pretty exhaustive list.
0: <laughs> I feel bad because I, I felt like I was doing a lot of lecturing. And I, I wanted it to be more conversational.
1: No, I mean, I think that's a, that's a really good list. I'm sure if we talked for longer, we'd probably add more to it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think it's a, a good reminder. And I really, really like the idea of just living out who you want to be instead of the whole branding aspect, which is obviously very popular right now Um, with the internet. We can, we can show up on the internet any way we want. Right. But you know, it's really about who you show up as yes in real life. And um, oh,
0: I love that. Yep.
1: I think it's, i'm really interested to see because now these conversations are happening more widely we're not the only ones talking about this right people are talking about all kinds of things whether it be like filters over images on instagram or like we're talking about just a brand that isn't consistent with what's really happening but i wonder what what will change because of these conversations that yeah. maybe weren't happening five years ago, right? Five years yes. ago we weren't questioning, yeah. um, you know, is that what they really look like or is that a filter? Um right. But I I wonder what will happen to to social media, right? Like all things have their life cycle. And um, I think do. the same thing, right? We've seen this um resurgence of of image as far as branding goes to not just on social media, but you could have a, a really great website, but does your product deliver? Does your service exactly. deliver? Um, are you going to have loyal customers, loyal, you know, partners, whatever it may be.
0: Right. Right. And the best marketing tool is word of mouth. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. That is the best, you know, you know, it put politics and say, we need to get out the ground game. Well then just be what you say you are Mm -hmm. and the ground game will develop itself. Mm -hmm. So you want to know what we're talking about next week? Of course. Overcoming poor morale.
2: Mm, Okay.
0: What a lead, what a leader can do to overcome poor morale.
2: Cool.
0: Yeah. So anything exciting happening? In your family?
1: <sighs> Nothing too exhilarating. Um, but, you know, I really do enjoy fall.
0: You do. This so is your, <laughs> this your season. Is my, this is
1: my time to shine. Yep. Um, so just looking forward to doing some fall things. How about you? Awesome.
0: Uh, actually, this coming weekend, our our church has what we call our annual fall outing. So we mm. actually take our church service out to Pratt's Falls County Park, um, Camp Rockway Shelter, and we do that on. It's always so much fun. I've literally done this since I was four years old.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: So that's a lot of years, mm-hmm. and the building hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> in those and the county does such an amazing job. I mean, we walk in there, and those those park rangers have shined the floors. The place mm-hmm. is amazing. We we yeah. Living in Onondaga County is a real it's a real positive. It's a real blessing.
1: Yeah. I mean, big, big fan of county parks, big fan of state parks. Uh, This fall season in New York state is just
0: spectacular. It's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I want to remind people, you know, start thinking about Live to Lead. It's on Mm -hmm. November 8th. Sign up. (laughs) Pardon me? November 12th. (laughs) It's November 12th. Yeah. So don't listen to me. Listen to Marissa. It is November 12th. So please, please, please sign up if you want to go, because Mm -hmm. I have a feeling we may get we, we some of our things are selling out and i'm they not saying are. that to kind of create energy but you know some of the classes i teach sell out a month ahead so mm-hmm. please november 12th sign up and there's still an early bird pricing right
1: yes let's see when does this, this podcast air <laughs>
0: this podcast airs on the 29th
1: yes yeah, so there's just a couple of days left
0: yeah so please take advantage
1: yes 2 days
0: all right, so enough enough of my shameless self-promotion. <laughs> so with that, I'm Dave Freund.
1: I'm Marissa Norcross.
0: And this was The Next Page.